So, Hannah, this is our first recording that we are doing in 2021. Yeah, and I mean, to say 2021 started off strong would be a lie. (laughs) To be fair, like, I've worked most of 2021 already. I have worked none of 2021. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, New Year's Eve was very underwhelming. We safely stayed at home, just had ourselves a little me and you party. There was alcohol involved. Um, There was alcohol involved. Multiple glasses of alcohol involved. Yes. We watched the countdown. We thanked every New Year's Eve god out there that Jenny McCarthy was not making out with Donnie Wahlberg. Yes. And then we cheers, had a little drink, and then we uh, played Mary-Kate and Ashley a little bit drunk. 2021's gotta be a better year than 2020? It has to. It has to be, right? Yeah, I mean, we don't have a lot to be excited about. Mm-mm. I mean, I don't know. We, we've talked about this. We don't do resolutions. No. At least I don't. I don't do resolutions either. I don't, one, I don't follow through. I'm a I quitter. Never, I never follow through. Um, two, I just think it's kind of like a dumb, like, why do I have to make a resolution on a specific day? Yeah. I kind of took last year off. Not from, like, being active, but... <laughs> you were going to say just from life. <laughs> oh, I mean, in some cases, sure. Just a year. Um, no, I mean, from being... Not from being, like, active in general, because I'm active at my job, but working out fitness. Mm-hmm. I was at the very beginning of last year, but then, you know, everything happened, and... Well, it's there hard... limitations. It was hard to work out, especially if you live in a place where it snows yes. a bunch, and it's right. cold. You don't want to be outside, but it's also hard to go to a gym... Plus, the gym that I go to is still closed. Yeah. It hasn't been open since the last time I was there, which yeah. was in March. And you um, can't do, like, workout classes. Right. You know, And like I, that. normally I like to do, like, hot yoga, and I can't do that right now. So I would like to find ways to, to be more active in terms of working out. Oh. Oh, no. Okay. We're going to – I'm going to talk while Alyssa grabs something because – you guys cannot see what just happened, but in true Alyssa fashion, she just dumped her alcoholic drink on our parents' carpet, which is white, and good thing is the drink was a Moscow Mule, um, so it's mostly a clear drink. Great news, it was a clearish drink. Yes, but for those of you who don't know, oh, that's a lot. It's not that much. Alyssa has a habit of spilling things on herself on the floor she um breaks things a lot one time we got a ice cream cake (laughs) for one of our birthdays and bear in mind this was probably five years ago so Alyssa was like 17 18 and i was not 17 18 okay well i don't know how old you are you were way too old to no i said i don't know how old you were at the time Anyways, um, what happened was we all finished eating, and I look over at Alyssa, and she has chocolate all over her arms, <laughs> and she did not know she had chocolate all over her arms. Um, yeah, so this is a common theme for her. It's really a miracle she doesn't spill something. So she's currently cleaning it up, which is why I'm the only person talking. You can probably hear her in the background, yeah, a little commentary, commentary here and there. But yeah, I mean, she's basically a child. I am... Um... I actually embarrassed myself, like, a month ago or, or so uh, with sushi. I just, like, dropped a roll of sushi just in soy sauce, and then I couldn't get it back out, and mm-hmm. it fell apart. 
and I was just made fun of endlessly. That's also the worst because then you just got all the sushi bits in your soy sauce. Yes, and I tried to get them all out, but it's too many bits. That's life. I know, I just, uh, performing anxiety, you know? Yeah. Here we are with research, rank, repeat. I am one of your hosts, Alyssa. And this is Hannah. Hannah, you know that birds can do it and bees can do it. So let's stop talking and let's get to it. Let's fall in love. No, I mean, let's do a podcast. Oh. I don't. Okay. I'm not looking to fall in love. Oh, that's okay. That, okay. I was just trying to set the tone. Yeah. I don't like it when you use that tone. Tang. Uh, The reason being we are quoting TV shows is because this is a new segment, which we're going to try and do periodically every two months or something. Periodically. So what we're going to do is watch just the pilot episodes of TV shows and rank them on what we think is the best just for a pilot. Now, the category we are doing specifically for this time is shows from the popular channel ABC Family also now known as Freeform. And to be upfront, we have seen some of these shows that we did pilots for because we were frequent connoisseurs of ABC Family as young teenagers and high schoolers. So we are merely judging based on the pilots that we watched, not the whole show. So what we did is we've watched 12 pilots we're going to do in the future, we're going to do another 12. So we didn't include every single ABC Family or Freeform show just because there's a lot of them. We kind of went through and picked the popular ones, the ones that maybe we had heard of or ones that we haven't heard of and just were curious. And we kind of tried to pick ones from mid-2000s up until I think the most recent one we watched was like 2018 is when it mm-hmm. aired. No, it was 2019. 2019. One the Meriden in 2019. Okay. But yeah, so we've got 12. We're going to do a little discussion and then we'll get to our ranking. I just want to say something before we start because for the longest time, up into an embarrassingly late age in life, I just thought it was a weird coincidence that every show's first episode was called Pilot. I didn't realize that a pilot episode was a thing. And I was like, I remember watching Lost and I was like, oh, it's called Pilot. Because the pilot dies. Yes. Which, that one has irony. I think that was on purpose, to be honest. Right. But then I watched another show, and I was like, oh, it's so weird. It's also called Pilot. And then I got to, like, three, four, five more shows, and I was like, this is such a weird coincidence. And then it finally hit me that every single show, for the most part, their first episode is just called a pilot. It is the pilot. Yes. A lot of times, because they might only record a pilot, and then if they're given a green light, they can then continue from there. So usually it's just easier to call it pilot. I'm just going to get into a little background. This is all from the most trusted source on the web, Wikipedia. Our favorite website of all time? Yes. So to all the middle school teachers who told me not to use Wikipedia, thank you. Your hatred has made me stronger in life, and I applaud you. Okay, so a little background on ABC Family. 
Uh, the network was launched in 1977. And would you believe it, Alyssa, if I said it was launched as a religious channel? Really? 1977? Yeah. That's when the original network launched, and it was meant to be a religious channel. I mean, that does not surprise me. Um, so in 2001, they sold the channel to Disney. That's when the name was changed to ABC Family. They started to introduce new shows in like the 2006 to 2008 time frame that were received negatively from parents. They thought that the shows... Scandalous. Yeah. Were too risky. Risque. Risque. That they um, stepped away from the the network's family-friendly roots. Traditional family values, I just said in quotations. Yes. They said that ABC Family was only out to get more viewers, that they didn't care about what the content was and what kind of message it was sending. People mostly had the issues with like the teen pregnancy, underage drinking, and like LGBTQ related shows. It ended up in 2016, they changed the name to Freeform. They were trying to move away from the family and they wanted to probably make it so that people couldn't say that you're giving the wrong message. But could they have picked a better name than Freeform? You don't love Freeform? (laughs) I don't even call it Freeform because it's just, it's not good. Yeah, I think they could have done something a little bit better. Do you remember because it was like ABC Family, a whole new kind of family? Yes. And that was kind of when those shows were coming out. Because they were trying to uh, portray non-traditional white, you know, two-parent, two-kids, house-dog lifestyles. Heterosexual. Heterosexual, middle-class lifestyles, yes. I just got a little bit of background. I didn't want to do a whole lot. That's fair. You know, that's just a brief. Um, So what we're going to do is we're going to discuss each show a little bit. We're going to say, based just off the pilot, would you watch that TV show? It's kind of hard because some of these, obviously, we've watched. Right. Kind of say who our favorite character was and maybe if we had a favorite scene or line. And just any comments we had. And then at the end, we will rank them from worst to best. We also will be providing a little bit of background about the shows, whatever we could find. Because some of these shows, it was like a two-sentence bit on Wikipedia. And my favorite thing is me and Alyssa have split these shows in half. And we've each written our own summary. Just a little fun summary about the pilot. Yes, just based on the pilot, just a couple little sentences, whatever we decided was important to know. Yes. So what would you like to start with? What is your first show that you have written down? Well, the first one I did was 10 Things I Hate About You. Okay, I've got it. Okay, so the background for 10 Things I Hate About You premiered in 2009. It ran for one year before it was canceled, and it is based off the 1999 film of the same name, which is based off of Shakespeare's The Taming of the True. Yes. And the show itself premiered. It had 1.6 million viewers, which at the time was a record for a 30-minute comedy debut. And I said show was canceled. It was due to low ratings eventually. Critic scores, it had an 88% on Rotten Tomatoes, 66 out of 100 on Metacritic, and a 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb. Okay, so the summary I wrote for 10 Things I Hate About You. Welcome to a redone concept, minus Heath Ledger and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, where the lawn sleeve shirt over t-shirt look is never ending. Join Moe's, Paolo, and the gang as we watch yet another high school show. Lovely. 
Thank you. Now, did you notice that the dad is the same dad from the movie? Yes. So he reprised his role as the father yes. in both the movie and the television show. I just thought that was interesting while I was watching. Yeah, I mean, I think it's hard to do those reboots. Of, it's, it's interesting to do a reboot of a movie into a television into a show. television show because a lot of times it's a television show that reboots is a television show like stuff like that or rebooting a movie as a movie right so i think that's kind of a tricky thing to do i wonder if they wanted to keep one character just to kind of make the transition smoother i'm not really sure they also got the director of the movie to direct i think it was about 10 episodes of the show she directed or he i'm sorry i don't know the gender i don't remember the name mm-hmm. they directed the pilot, and then continued to direct Hmm. more episodes throughout it. And they also got the same um, composer who who did the music and the sound mixing for the movie brought them back as well. So it seems like they were really wanting to capture that same feel with a new um, spin on it. Okay. That that is interesting. Um, What I noticed about the show was that... The outfits were very mid-2000s. Yes, um, they were. The guys layering the long sleeve shirts over the short-sleeved. The tank top. Yes. Yeah, camisole looks. It actually has a pretty stacked cast in a way. Yeah, so it's got Moe's from Ned's Classified. You've got the girl from Camp Rock, who's too yes. cool. Too cool. You've got the glowy guy from Sky High. Yep, we have the dad from Ten Things I Have About You, who's also in Princess Paolo. Diaries. Paolo. 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 <laughs> Anyways, um, did you feel like that all of these kids came across as incredibly desperate? So what I noticed was that they very much, like, hammered in the fact that there's school cliques, that people fit stereotypes, and they just overdid it to death. Some of it worked. Some of it felt very heavy handed, mm-hmm. heavy handed, <laughs> especially with like the popular tropes yeah. I found. Uh, also, the fact that the one girl described the bad boy as him knowing the taste of human flesh, which I was <laughs> like, is that really a trope of a bad boy? I'm like, that seems a little strange. Yeah. Um, um something I want to hit on because I was just going to hit on it at some point. To me, a pilot of a TV show is so interesting because essentially you're given 20 to 40 minutes, depending on how long your TV show is to introduce a bunch of characters, get us caught up to where you are in the story and to make it in a way that you're interested, but not confused. And also to introduce new conflict so that you want to keep watching. Right. They have to give you the incentive to continue the show. Right. And I think with this show, the problem was, I don't know if it was just because it felt so high school that I wrote, like, I'm sure as a teenager, I would have enjoyed it more. And we... We watched the pilot. We did, but I don't think we really watched the show. We watched a few episodes here and there, but I think it was on at a time that conflicted with With something or or sports or something. Because I do remember watching several episodes of the show. I think my biggest issue with this show was that there wasn't enough new stuff introduced that made me, like, think... Like, I want to keep seeing what this conflict's going to be. I, um, there were definitely some issues, but I didn't dislike it. There were some dialogue choices that were really interesting and really funny. Like, they called the one girl a teenage Kim Jong-il. They, like, my favorite line 
from the one character Cameron mm-hmm. that he was interested in the the, the popular sister. Yes. He just like says he's like, "Oh yay, happy day." And yeah. just the way he said it, I was like, "This is the the right amount of awkward where it's yeah. not over the top, but it's like entertaining." The only other thing I wanted to say is that this show's logo is maybe the worst logo for a show and opening that I any of the shows we watched. I watched it and I was blown away at how terrible it was. So bad. Okay, now are you ready to get into our favorites and... Yeah, so I think we should do a favorite character moment and then at the end say if you would watch okay. the show. Um, for me, the favorite character would be the dad. I thought about the dad, but I ended up putting um, Cameron. Okay. The reason I did the dad is because I felt like he had good humor. He did have some, like, good heartfelt parenting moments. He's mm-hmm. single dad. Yep. And at times his humor was a little too much dad joke. Yes. But he also made up for it for having some of these, like, small heartfelt moments, which I enjoyed. Yeah, the dad was my second choice, but I just really enjoyed Cameron's awkwardness. It felt very linguine Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't too over and over the top. Like, his friend was definitely that type of awkward that I'm like, we don't need this. But Cameron felt like a realistic awkward, but could also be funny and, like, mm-hmm. genuine. So I, I liked his portrayal. Yeah. Um, my favorite moment is when, I can't remember who it was, they were talking with the principal about public about public school yes and she says every student should get fairness and respect and the principal starts to laugh and is like no that's private school (laughs) yes i was like that's a good humor i thought about that i ended up picking i just liked the the back and forth with the closet bit where like the girl the popular girl and her boyfriend are in the closet Mm -hmm. and then the other girl is in the closet and they're just talking about modeling and then they are found in the closet. It's just like, she's like, we have chemistry together. And it's just, I just liked that back and forth. I thought it was uh, entertaining. Yes. If we're being honest, as an adult, I don't think I would keep watching the show. Okay. As a kid, I probably would have, but I'm going to say that no, I would not keep watching it. So I said tentatively, I guess, like a yes. I I wrote, yeah, sure. Because it's like, I don't think that's a show that I would maybe watch the whole thing of especially because it only lasted one season Mm -hmm. but at least for the dialogue i would just be interested enough to see if that keeps up post pilot because sometimes things change you know after a pilot episode and the show kind of shifts tone or they get different writers so i would i would think i could be interested enough to continue right so the next show should be bunheads bunheads okay all right i'm there so so this show ran from 2012 to 2013. It is created by Amy Sherman Palin- Palladino, Palladino, who created um, Gilmore Girls. Yes. show ran for 18 episodes, was canceled after one season, and originally ABC Family wanted this show to be their, like, glee. And when Amy came along, she said, I don't think we should do, like, a singing show. I think we should try and do a show about something else in the arts, which is where the ballet concept came from. The pilot had 1.64 million viewers. It had 100% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 74 out of 100 on Metacritic. Summary of this show. Welcome to the third reboot of Gilmore Girls, where we watch Cameron from Ferris Bueller be a creep (laughs) and where Emily Gilmore is still queen. Emily Gilmore is still queen. Still queen. The first thing this show 
I could tell it was a creative Gilmore Girls. That was my first thought is that the quick, dry humor, which is very well known, like the quick, fast, mm-hmm. witty dialogue was there. Even the town that they ended up moving to was very much like the characters in the shop reminded me of kind of like... The Stars Hollow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I did see that a lot of people from Gilmore Girls made appearances during this season. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I definitely got a Gilmore Girls... Uh, vibe Cameron who I don't remember what his name was in the show but he was giving me like creepy serial killer vibes well yeah I think that was the point is it's this like weirdo guy who's obsessed with this dancer and marries her and takes him back to a house he shares with his mom that's Mm -hmm. that is such a bizarre premise though like that is not where I thought the show was gonna go just based on the limited knowledge I had about it no and we both said like there's no way that her they end up staying together. Which, Something had to happen. Which it did. Spoiler. But I really liked Sutton Foster yes. and Emily. I don't remember the actress's name is, to be honest. Mrs. I just Gilmore. keep calling her Emily, Emily Gilmore. I'm but sorry anyways, to the actress. I really liked their interactions together. I'm actually kind of glad that the show focuses on the two of them. Yes. And I actually think that it's a really interesting premise for a show. That's what I thought most of my notes were about is that it's got some weird twists and turns and a lot of unexpected things happen that I was not ready for. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was really interesting. You know, we'll just say at the end, technically we don't know that he like died, but I think it's implied that he's dead. Right. He was in a car accident. The guy that she gets married to. And like I said, I think they just needed to clear him out. That sounds morbid. But to make a connection for Emily and um, Sutton Foster. Michelle is her name. Michelle. Okay. That was really well done. Yeah. I had a fun time watching the show. I was pretty invested. I thought the um, girls who played the ballerinas were actually like, they felt like... Realistic. Teenage teenage girls. girls. Yeah. Um, the concerns they would have and all that, mm-hmm. I thought there was some good subject matter brought up in terms of kind of body image. Mm-hmm. And Especially um, as someone who used to dance as a teenager, body image issues are very, very much um, a thing in the dancing world. Like you're told from the age of eight or seven that when you're performing, you should be sucking and squeezing. Mm-hmm. And like, it's not great to be telling young girls that when, you know, they're growing and right yeah may not have the the dancer's body right so i thought it was good that they kind of brought that up but yeah i mean i just i enjoyed it i did too yeah i had a good time with it okay so my favorite character has got to be emily gilmore i ended up picking michelle oh really yeah i just had i don't know if i've seen a main character like that before i was just really interested in the way that she was interacting with the environment and with to jump ahead my favorite scene was when her and emily gilmore are having that conversation in the bar was my favorite scene um i just really liked all of her interactions with the show i still love emily gilmore clearly Mm -hmm. she's amazing but i just was really drawn to her as a main character yeah favorite moment i did really like the bar scene i think the scene that i did like though was the audition like practice scene Mm -hmm. where you kind of see her interact with the girls for the first time and then you see emily kind of look at her and realize like that she does have talent um and that she could probably be a useful asset and she's not necessarily like marrying her son for money right you know whatever right 
But yeah, I mean, I would watch the show. Yep. Uh, yeah, I would definitely watch the show. And I have previously considered watching the show. I've just mm-hmm. never gotten to it. And I mean, seeing as it's only 18 episodes. Yeah, it's not a huge investment. Which you know they wouldn't get the ending that they wanted. Right. I knew about the show going in is that it critically did really well. People who've watched it really liked it. It just fell victim to cancellation as apparently a lot of ABC Family shows do. Get cancelled after one season or two seasons. Yeah, we'll talk about it, but there's quite a few that only made it through one season. Uh, Alright, what's next? The next show should be The Fosters. The Fosters, okay. So full disclosure, Fosters is a show that I've seen like four seasons of. So I was going into this with kind of a bit of a bias, but I tried to just focus on the pilot. Yes. So this show started in 2013 to 2018. It was 104 episodes. So that's pretty long, seeing as most of the shows we've talked about so far have only been one season. Was it five seasons? Yeah, or? five seasons. Okay. It was followed by a spinoff called Good Trouble, which focuses on Callie. <laughs> Sorry. Which focuses on Callie and Mariana's characters uh, post-college life. The pilot for the Fosters had 1.42 million viewers. And the creators for the show wanted to make a show based off the foster system as they felt that that was something that wasn't portrayed a lot on television and movies. And one of the creators did have previous experience in the foster system, which she drew off of her inspiration. And um, Jennifer Lopez was an executive producer on this show. That had a 97% Rotten Tomatoes and a 70 out of 100 on Metacritic. The show got a lot of praise for its portrayal of LGBTQ queer characters. Queer characters. LGBTQ characters. It was nominated for a couple GLAAD awards. Um, and before the show started, the conservative group, One Million Moms, of course, tried to get audiences to boycott the show, saying that they thought the adoption aspect was wonderful, but they thought the fact of having a same-sex couple and an interracial couple was not moving in the right direction. <laughs> not with those traditional family values, Hannah. So that's great. But anyways... Do you have a summary for oh, us? Oh, I do. From executive producer Jennifer Lopez comes a show that asks the question, is it illegal to date my foster sibling? (laughs) God, I knew that was going to come up. Oh. I know that's a concept that happens later in the show, but there were hints of it in the pilot. It made me uncomfortable. Okay. I'm glad we can agree. Yeah. I'd be curious to know what your thoughts were since this is a show that I've seen and know a lot about. One thing I noticed is they had a a high emphasis on dramatic pauses in the show, which I thought was interesting. I really liked the relationship between the moms. Mm -hmm. I thought that they seemed to uh, communicate really well and like had each other's backs and, you know, clearly there were some struggles and issues and it seems like they're able to work through those and also with like her ex-husband being um the one son's father Mm -hmm. brandon is that his name yeah brandon and i liked that they seem to although i'm sure it's awkward to work with your ex in terms of being police officer partners with them it was good to see them at least being on you know civil terms and seem Mm -hmm. to get along for you know the good of their child i thought it was interesting it definitely seems like a teen drama show. Mm-hmm. 
but there are some, you know, concepts, the whole, you know, adopting foster kids, and clearly we see really, like, horrible things, you mm-hmm. know, with the the one, uh, Callie, having the abusive foster parent and trying to get her brother back, and mm-hmm. the, the one girl, um, the other adopted daughter mariana mariana meeting with her biological mom and she basically is just there to get money and then leaves immediately it's just so i liked some of the those concepts i would say i think what i enjoyed about the pilot was the character interactions the scenes where they just have one or two characters i really like the way they were able to do so many character interactions and not make it too much right i just think this show is kind of important because I agree there's not a lot of shows and stuff that focus on foster kids and in the environments and there is a lot of issues within that industry not industry like (laughs) within the foster system right so I mean unfortunately you do get situations where kids are being abused and where you know obviously it's heartbreaking anytime you're dealing with someone whose birth parent doesn't really want to see them and just is trying to get money from them like I think there's a lot of really mature concepts that kind of for me makes it a little bit more edgy than Than just just like a traditional teen drama yeah I would agree with that um but yeah I mean unless you have any other comments that's uh that's about it so my favorite character was just the bombs both of them i couldn't pick between either or i liked i liked both of them and i liked their relationship so i just said moms (laughs) i went with um lena one of the moms um with her it's just like you get to see her kind of like her heart come through and in her humor and actually my favorite line was her line where she goes um as a feminist i am totally offended but as her wife thank you yeah because i enjoyed that line it was funny did you have, like, a favorite line or scene or anything? Um, I didn't know we were doing favorite lines. Well, so, it's just a favorite but moment. I, so I did favorite scenes. I liked the um, awkward police office scene where she finds out she's working with her ex-husband and just, like, that whole dialogue and interaction I thought was really great. Well, she just is like, get out okay. of my office. Yeah. She's like, okay, <laughs> great. So would I watch the show? I mean, obviously I have, you so I it. guess I would say yes. I said yeah, I think so as well. I know it you've you've said as someone who's watched some of the show that it kind of falls off and in later seasons it gets um, a little way off the radar (laughs) but i mean there i will say for the show's defense they do have a lot of like really things that need to be brought up what would be considered controversial subject matter so i for that alone i applaud the show for being willing to explore concepts that not every show is willing to do right i think that's um important yeah um, next show would be Guilt. Okay. Which is actually your show. Oh, is it? No, just kidding. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, it's not, because okay. I don't have any background on it. thought it was. Oh, it's not. Okay. So Guilt aired in 2016, another show that just made it one season. It was canceled after 10 episodes. Uh, this show had 500,000 viewers and Rotten Tomatoes of 60% and a Metacritic of 52 out of 100. Couldn't really find any background on this show little summary there okay here's my summary there has been a murder and you are a suspect a classic whodunit show with lots of characters and a whole lot of confusion what a mess this show was there's a way to introduce a lot of characters in a pilot and not make it confusing and this was not it i would say like the fosters the one we just talked about they had a lot of characters but i was not confused so 
the interesting thing is this is the kind of show I would normally be interested. I really like like the murder, suspense, mm-hmm. mystery, who done it type scenario, but just alone based on this pilot, we were kind of talking that it almost felt like they were covering several episodes worth of material in the pilot because you have the murder, you have the main character fleeing, you have all these people coming in, you have you know, these developments of her being, she was pregnant, right? The girl who the died. Girl, the yes. girl who died, who's murdered. She's pregnant. She had an affair with the professor. Like, they just introduced all these things that it felt like, to me, there was too much going on. There were so many people and so many events and characters introduced as possible suspects that I didn't know what to follow. It felt like a show that knew it only had so much time. That it felt like they were trying to get everything they wanted to get in. I think part of the problem, too, was I didn't care about a lot of the characters. No. They didn't give hardly any of the characters enough time for me to understand what their deal was or know things about them. Or to sympathize with them. Um, I just wasn't interested, to be honest. And like like you said, this would be a show that normally like I would probably be interested in. It's because a, It's the kind of trash TV I like. Right. It's got conflict. It's got mystery. But I didn't care about the characters. I didn't even write a favorite moment or scene because I didn't really have one. <laughs> the only thing I wrote down for a favorite scene is when Billy Zane is telling that lady having sex to be quiet. Yeah. That's the only thing I, like, found some humor in, so I wrote that down. Yeah, I, I just wrote Billy Zane was the only character worth mentioning. Yeah, the favorite character, I ended up picking the, I don't know what his name is, but the young upstart detective. Because it seemed like he was actively interested in the case, and they also were setting up the, the love story with the sister, is what it seemed like. I found his character the the most tolerable of them, so okay. I went with him. Um, I would not watch this show. Yeah, it's not worth it, especially because it got canceled after a season. You know, it's not going to be resolved, and it's going to be a cliffhanger. So it was not worth it. Just too too confusing. Honestly. Too confusing. Next show is going to be Kyle X Y. Okay, this is my show. Okay, <clears throat> so Kyle X Y. It was on air from two thousand six to two thousand nine. It ran for three seasons before it was abruptly canceled, so it never got a proper ending, but at some point um, between the cancellation of the show and now, the writers revealed how the show would have ended. So if you didn't get the closure, you could at least have some closure knowing how it ended. So from June 2006 to July 2008 it was the highest rated original series on ABC Family until it was unseated by The Secret Life of the American Teenager classic so an interesting thing about Kyle XY is that they aired a repeat of the show on ABC after it had aired on ABC Family at least for the first i think 10 episodes they did that so the pilot got 2.6 million views for the pilot and then when it was repeated on abc it got 5.2 million views okay and so interestingly enough i couldn't find any ratings on kyle xy hmm. i couldn't find anything i looked in multiple areas so i don't know it had to have at least rated somewhat well right. to get three seasons so my summary of kyle xy <laughs> you don't look don't read it not looking okay <laughs> naked alone and covered in goo. Kyle was born and left in the woods, where he learns about human life by watching two people bang in a tent. A family adopts him, 
The dad has a big package for him. The mom watches him color. The sister leaves him unattended. And the brother gets him to find his missing porno magazine. Most importantly, though, he has no bel- belly button. Sorry. <clears throat> Most importantly, though, he has no belly button. Gasp. Yo, can you get some juice over here? God. Your summary was about how chaotic that show was. This is the most chaotic pilot I've ever seen that somehow makes me love the show. Okay, first off, the CGI was trash. To be fair, though, it was 2006. And he literally <laughs> sticks his head in the tent of two people getting it on. And it's like, he just unzips it enough that his face can fit through. So you're just seeing his face, like, emerge in this tent. And you two people just casually having sex in the woods. And you just, imagine that's you and you look up and just see a man's face, like, looking at you. Yeah. Um, the camera angles were weird. They were always zoomed in. There characters. was so much panning. And it was like a handheld shaky camera. I don't know if that was a style choice or what. There was also, <laughs> also he drew the people having sex with crayons just casually. And they made some Michael Jackson jokes. There were some questionable things Dialogue. that were said. Yeah. The um, show was weird. It was weird, but it was so entertaining. It was, but it I, what I enjoyed was it was so interesting when before Kyle started talking that we just got to hear his thoughts. I thought it was very, very interesting to get an internal dialogue. And it was very almost Little Mermaid in a way, Mm -hmm. where she's exploring the world and learning about the the human life. And she's so excited and experiencing all these emotions. And Kyle is kind of the same way where he's, you know, he hears that piano and he's like enamored by, by the sound of piano or, you know, learning about food and getting decked and peeing himself. (laughs) We've all been there. We've all been there. Uh, the crazy fight scene with the uh, police officer with a baton, where he's just, like, going this weird back and forth, and he's covered in puke, and somehow these people are impressed. I was- that was- And then he comes up behind the mom and hugs her and kisses her neck because he saw the dad do that, and I was so uncomfortable, but it was so entertaining. <laughs> I think the problem with the show is, while the pilot entertained me, I struggled to see, like, where the show would go. Like That's fair. I understand they could do a lot with having a human who, or not technically a human. An alien. Having someone who's essentially a child. Yes, because he was just born. In a, a teenager's body. Right. But... I just, like, struggled to see the direction of the show. But, I mean, to be fair, the scene, there's one scene that the only time we paused and rewinded a show. Rewound. Rewound. It's okay. Rewound. um, Was for this show, and it was probably the most I laughed. I was, I was so in awe that we had to go back. And it was specifically a scene where he's, he's at the dinner table and he is able to mimic things he's heard. And this is the first time he ever speaks. This is the first time he speaks to his family. And he just goes, yo, can I get some juice over here? And he says it in this accent and there's more to it. Juice me. Uh, and it was, I just was so, it, it just the way he delivered it. The, whoever the, the actor was, he did a really good job. A portraying this like yeah. character who's 
you know, in this unknown environment and doesn't understand a lot of things and he doesn't know what's wrong and right. And that scene was hilarious. It, it felt very like that's how someone would be if they came to a new planet and everything like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's an interesting concept for a show, um, kind of more of like a sci-fi yes. kind of show, which has been done, but not necessarily in that way. I mean, that was my favorite scene. That was my favorite scene, about. yes. I think favorite character would be Kyle. I picked Kyle as well. He's just naive. He doesn't really know what he's yeah. doing is wrong. He's innocent. Right. I think I would watch it. <laughs> I'm Here's the thing. It's so bizarre that I feel like I'm going to get entertainment whether it's good or not. I kind of struggled because I was like, while I enjoyed the pilot, would I really sit there and watch this show? And I, this is the one where I really couldn't answer yes or no. I guess if I had to answer, I'd probably say no at this point. Mm-hmm. But I would give it, maybe give it a, no, I'd probably say no. <laughs> I said, I said yes because I, while I was uncomfortable, I was very entertained. Mm-hmm. Like, I had a lot of fun watching this show. Right. So, I think... I put a yes with a question mark because I think so, but I'm not positive. Okay. So, the next show is going to be Lincoln Heights. Um, so, Lincoln Heights aired from 2007 to 2009, and it ran for four seasons and 43 episodes. Um, had 1.3 million viewers for the premiere and a 7.7 out of 10 on IMDb. This was another show that ran for four seasons. I couldn't find a single Rotten Tomatoes or any sort of score like that. Couldn't really find any background on this show either. A little summary. From the producers that brought you NCIS, Law and Order, CS Miami, and more comes a new show that has your palms sweaty, knees weak, arms heavy for a whole hour wondering who will die. We were wondering who was going to die because someone had to die. Well, in the way they did the music, they start off with like these dual camera shots. Yeah, the camera work I thought was really interesting throughout the whole episode. Yeah. In the way they did the music that made you feel in the pit of your stomach that something bad was going to happen. Obviously, at the end, something does happen. But you, the whole pilot, I was just kind of sitting there waiting for it to happen. And they also did a time jump in a pilot. Yeah, which I thought was really interesting. It's and a it's, four four month time yeah, jump. Yeah, it's not the. There's another pilot that we're going to talk about that does a time jump. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're fine. But the I mean, there was a lot of drama. First a, off, a lot of conflict between like class class conflict con, conflict class like classism versus racism mm-hmm. and you know having a cop in a maybe not a great neighborhood you know and the conflict between neighbors and the place if they feel comfortable yeah and i mean in terms of a story and in terms of complete 40 minute i thought it was actually done really well compared to a lot of the pilots we've watched i thought it was too i thought that there was a compelling story there the characters they made you care about them even a character who ends up getting shot and killed, right. I cared about him already just because of the way he acted throughout the pilot and the way that people spoke of him. One thing I will say is I kind of forgot the kind of comments that ABC Family could slip in. Yeah. Yeah, they could get away with quite a bit. And I also would just like to say, because I'm so sick of this trope. Creepy that, boy following the girl trope. 
that stalker guys are somehow romantic. Oh, I I absolutely I wrote a note about it. I don't know why that was so popular, and I don't know why it is popular, but majority of the time women do not like men who follow them around and don't say anything and are just quietly watching them it's not attractive and i don't know why it's portrayed as this thing that like will get women to be interested in a guy because he's like mysterious and always lurking i hate it i absolutely hate it i mean for the most part though like i enjoyed this i thought there was funny moments i thought there was some like more sad moments there was a good mix of emotion and i think I love to watch the family interact with each other. I thought the family dynamics were really nice, especially the the dad, like, because, you know, there's not, like, I I liked seeing, like, a full supportive family and this dad trying to be involved, you know, in his children's Mm -hmm. life and maybe not always succeeding, you know, because he's busy. Right. But but I liked that there was, and also because, you know, their house gets broken into and that's, like, a really serious thing and he acknowledges he says i messed up like that we can't do this anymore it's not safe like i'm Mm -hmm. putting you guys in harm's way and as a family they can decide that they want to do that you know they want to be in the house yeah i mean it's pretty much all i guess i've had to say um so my favorite character was eddie who's the dad same um i just like to see the way he interacted with his wife and his kids and he was clearly like trying to keep his family together right um, and they end up coming and kind of being there for him at the end. Mm-hmm. Favorite scene? Scene. I really liked when the mom went to the school yeah. and basically wrote on the money that the kids were stealing from her son for his lunch money and how she, like, emailed the pr- principal and was right. like, check your email. Like, I just like to watch how she kind of handled that whole situation. Yeah, I went, same with the mom and the son, but I went with her talking about the laxatives specifically because i i just really liked their interactions throughout the episode her and her son i thought was really well done he was like did you kill her (laughs) she's like as a medical professional i cannot uh suggest that you do this but um i definitely would watch the show yeah i think so too i think it has an interesting concept and um is seems like it would be an interesting watch and I remember this being on around the time that we were watching ABC Family, but mm-hmm. we just never got into it. No, and I mean, we there was a time when we watched like multiple shows, and I think the problem was they all like were in a row, so we couldn't sit there for three hours and watch when we were doing sports and at homework. Right. But it, it's definitely a show I would watch nowadays, even. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's about it and now we are taking a jump down to melissa and joey oh god <laughs> melissa and joey. my god okay, okay. <laughs> melissa and joey ran from 2010 to 2015 and they had 104 episodes pilot had 2.15 million viewers and this show for a long time was wednesday's number one cable telecast at like the 8 p.m t- time slot cable number one cable show i can understand it though no it's let me put it this way it's similar to a big bang theory in terms of it's a comedy show that can appeal to a wide audience i guess doesn't mean it's good um i mean critics didn't really like it it got a 55 out of 100 on metacritic a little summary welcome to the show that answers the question does one bad hair mistake make you a bad person Join Melissa and Joey for 100-plus episodes of Will They, Won't They action, where I'm sure they will in the end. Sounds about right. Um, okay, we, we just got to get this out of the way. So Joey, 
what are you doing with your hair? He had his hair like buzzed, but then it was like dyed red or orange. It was like he had a slight bit of hair, but like the sides were a different color than the top. And the thing is, he looks fine bald. Like he's, you know, like there's no issue with him being bald. He just, just shave your head. They also had a scene where it looked like he had shaved his head, but then it went back. So I don't know if he shaved it partway through the pilot. I did. I I don't know. It was very confusing. They did call it out. They did. They did have a comment about his hair. I like a show being self-aware. Yes. We also just have to say the fact that they managed to get away with a joke saying that the girl wrote a poem that rhymed Mrs. Lunt. With a word that... You can (laughs) use your imagination if you don't know what it is you're probably not old enough yeah to um, listen to this just know it's it is a a bad word and they also said the word uh said vagino american yeah they said a, they got all away with a lot of things that i i was confused about yeah i mean the humor was not great the show's creepy she basically lets a stranger take her kids to school or and move her in to niece her house and nephew yeah the show was just kind of chaotic. It was very chaotic. I wasn't entirely sure what was going on. It felt like they needed another episode mm-hmm. before he showed up almost. Like you needed to set the stage that she's raising these teenagers and she's having a hard time. And then maybe he moves in the next, the second episode as opposed to the first. Like he's introduced and then right. kind of talk about the idea. It was just, there's a lot going on. Yeah, I mean, I'm ready to move on. Yeah, so my favorite character, I picked the son. He was the least awful. Yeah, I didn't really have one. I wrote Melissa question mark, and then I was like, I don't really think she was my favorite. Scene-wise, I liked the one where her date shows up, and she just kind of leads him around the house, and then kisses him and kicks him out. And I was like, that was entertaining enough. Yeah, I did the scene where they made fun of Joey's hair just because I, That's like fair. I said, I like them being self-aware. Um, I would not watch this show. <laughs> I, like, had some thoughts. I was like, maybe I would just for the entertainment value, but considering it's five seasons, I can't be invested in a show like that and not hate myself. Okay, we're going to move on. All right, um, to <laughs> Motherland Fort Salem. I thought it was Motherhood. Motherland Fort Salem. So actually, the show premiered in March of 2020. Oh. So it uh, has run for one season. It was renewed for a second season and probably is delayed due to COVID restrictions. So interestingly, this show was executive produced by Will Ferrell and Adam McKay. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Which I I thought was interesting. Um, The language for the witch witch language, which is called Menishi? Something like that. But the guy who worked on that language is named David J. Peterson, and he did the language for Game of Thrones. Okay. So it has a Rotten Tomato score of 67%, Metacritic score of 49%, and it had 0.46 million viewers on its premiere. Okay. So now a summary of the show. Okay. Witches have formed their own military where young ladies go to learn how to shriek like Black Canary. Follow three paired witches, Rail, Tally, and Abigail, each with their own set of baggage, learn how to get along, or they all fail. The evil spree 
who light their faces on fire to change appearance and get people to kill themselves in mass suicides, have infiltrated the ministry. Yeah, I mean, I will say they did put a suicide prevention phone number at the end of the show, which is probably a good thing. Yeah, there was a lot of suicide in this pilot. I actually really like the intro, though. That is something I noticed. It felt very like Game of Thrones, Westworld. Almost like Hunger Games at times. Yeah. I actually thought the show was very intriguing. I was I was interested. It was a show that I could get into. I'm not positive that I would necessarily like it, but there was enough interesting concepts going on that I could see myself mm-hmm. getting into it. I mean, I like the fact that it's an all-female army and that they're like all pretty much teenager young adults. It's also interesting that in this world, like, witches are a known, accepted thing. Right. Like, it's not people Well, because a lot of times yeah. it's, like, the negative. They're always see- portrayed right. as, like... Or they're in hiding, or, right. you know, it's... In this, it's very much, like, the one girl gets on the plane and, like, a guy willingly is, like, oh, you take my, take my flight. Thank um, you for your service kind of deal. So I, I thought that was really interesting. It was maybe to me, the most interesting ending of any of the pilots we watched. Yeah. I don't know. This is a show that I could see myself liking it, but I could also see it going badly very quickly. Right. So it all depends on how they kind of write the show. I know the show is currently still going. I mean, like you said, there's a delay in production. It was not canceled. They could find a way to ruin it for sure. Yeah. I was iffy on if I would watch it or not. I ended up saying yes mm-hmm. um but tentatively yeah no i said i would watch it um i think my favorite character was rael i mine was rael as well she's the most complex mm-hmm. of the three lead witches my favorite scene was where i think abigail goes into the main witch's office and basically gets like schooled and gets a reality yes. check um, that was a nice moment for me. So I actually picked the opening scene because mm-hmm. I just was was not expecting it. Yeah. I thought it was, and it was really well done and interesting that there was enough mystery element to it that I didn't feel like I didn't know what was going on. It was more like, oh, I well, I wonder what happened here, and I'm sure we'll get you know explanation as we go along, but. I mean, in terms of, like, a shock factor, yeah, yeah, like, it definitely was there. We both were kind of just like, oh, okay, that happened. Like, oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think overall it was it was an interesting show. I definitely was captive, yeah. captivated my attention. Mm-hmm. Same here. Yeah. Technically, next is Perfectionist, but we should probably, should we probably do Pretty, Pretty Little, Little Liars, Liars first, okay. I think. So, Pretty Little Liars. What a show. <laughs> so, we've both seen this show all the way through. All the way through. I watched it out of order. Right. Technically, I started in, like, season five, and then before the show ended, I went back and watched up to where I had gotten to. Right. But it ran from 2010 to 2017, seven seasons. It was the highest rated series at um, ABC Family, and it was the most watched series on a network debut with 2.47 million viewers. The finale of the show had 1.41 million viewers, which was the second highest rating of the night. It was actually first planned for the WB in 2005. Mm. 
before it was um, the WB was rebranded as the CW, right. and then the show was shopped over to uh, ABC Family. And so, interestingly enough, I this is the only show I found something like this. Perdula Liars retained a hundred percent of their audience from the first episode to the second episode. That's crazy. So, in terms of a pilot doing a good job, I think that's a clear indicator. And to be fair to the show, we'll talk about it. I think it does do a really good job. I think so too. So the series is actually based on a book series by author Sarah Shepard, who actually had three shows at ABC Family. The second one being The Perfectionist, which mm-hmm. we will cover after this. And it had mixed reviews for the pilot. It had a 54% on Metacritic and a 69% on Rotten Tomatoes. So now I've got a summary for you. Allison, an actual teen playing a teen, goes missing. Her four not-teenage friends, Spencer, Hannah, Aria, and Emily, have moved on with their lives until a tragic discovery brings them back together. All four have something to hide from their past, and they start receiving messages from a mysterious figure. Who is A? So... This pilot's really good. It's really good. It's It's, really entertaining. And I haven't watched this pilot. It's been a while since I've watched it. But it moves really well. It is able to introduce the show concept and not feel rushed. Mm -hmm. And I think part of the reason that works is because there's a heavy focus on Arya, specifically of the girls, where it's being told from her point of view, Mm -hmm. where you get her family leaving for reasons unknown byron montgomery is the worst although he's not the worst he's not the worst parent but he sucks but anyways um and it follows her moving back to the school after being gone a year and i think this is a show that the other show we talked about that does a time jump it has a year time jump from when allison goes missing to the present day where the show takes place yes um i mean the the idea of a is super interesting I love the, there's so many questions you have. I like how they did the flashback scenes. I think those were done well. Right. I think there's, well, issues. There's there's a serious issue with the way they portray teen romances with adults. Specifically with a teacher. It is disturbing. Yeah. But also Spencer with her sister's boyfriend. Right. There's multiple. Her fiance. Multiple times it happens. Throughout the show. This show is kind of known for doing these inappropriate relationships, which again, when your target audience is teenage girls, middle school, high school girls, and they think that this is like a romantic thing, that's problematic. So, I mean, obviously there's issues. I'm not saying there isn't. The thing that's interesting is in the book series, this is a relationship that exists, but it's not a lasting relationship. Like, they end things right because aria recognizes that this is inappropriate right. and, you know he's creepy in this show spoiler alert they end up getting married yeah there's really no repercussions for his actions nope. uh, you also find out that he knew aria was a high schooler at the time. right in the pilot it's implied that she goes to a bar so he may not know that well, she is a high schooler which understandable but then they continue to have right share a kiss in a funeral uh, space which so romantic church is watching you church is watching um, you 
but I really like the music. Very well done. Yeah. I like, I love the, the opening. Yeah. I think the opening's really interesting, and I, I've always liked that. Yeah. I just think as in terms of a pilot, and you just said that it had a re- 100% retention rate, I understand why. Yeah. Because even the end, when they all get the, they're getting the texts and messages throughout the show, and then at the end, when they all get it at once, it's just so much about that pilot was done well. I mean, in terms of a 40 minutes of trying to get someone hooked on a show, I think it's one of the better ones out I there. I think so, too. So this one was hard because I was trying to only focus on the pilot because mm-hmm. I know all these characters and I know, you know, what kind of things they go through. My favorite character from the pilot was Emily. I agree. Okay. I thought just I liked all the stuff with her and Maya and I liked her interactions with the other girls, you know, because you kind of see that they're not necessarily friends anymore. Right. So I liked that dynamic a lot. Yeah. Um, I think my fa- I had a favorite quote, okay, which was "Hope breeds eternal misery," which I can relate. Yes, <laughs> and my favorite scene specifically was the end where they all get the text and they okay. read it out loud. So my favorite scene was when they find the body. Mm-hmm. Just the music choice and the way they kind of had the panning to all the different characters kind of finding out at the same time. I thought was really well done. I think the reason why that wasn't my favorite is because they do kind of the same scene a season finale later on, and I think that one's done better. That which is, is fair. Why I think I did that. Um, I would I would watch it. I yeah. Well, I mean, clearly I watched the whole show. So. I mean, we know what a shit show the end is. The ending is. I mean. The boy Ren gets turned into a diamond. Into a diamond. He becomes a diamond. It is absolutely... It becomes absolutely ridiculous. There's a scene where a girl who is A... Jumps on top of an ambulance and rides away on top of it to escape a scene. And just the image of this girl riding on top of an ambulance is, to this day, one of my favorite things It's ingrained in my brain. It's ingrained. There's Shower Harvey. There are so many absolutely ridiculous things in this show. But the pilot was done very well. The first season, specifically, I think are done really well. And then things go off the rails. All right. So we are going to move on to The Perfectionist, which is a spinoff of Pretty Little Liars. Yeah. So The Perfectionist is also loosely based on a book by Sarah Shepard, who wrote Pretty Little Liars. Um, and for some reason, in the books, there is no correlation between Pretty Liars universe <laughs> and the Perfectionist universe. But for some reason, they decided that they were going to throw in some of the cast from Pretty Little Liars in this show. For some reason. I don't know why if they thought that would draw in more viewers. You know, they were trying to capture off of, you know, the fame of that show. <laughs> Sorry, you just read a line that I wrote. Okay, so... The show lasted one season. What a surprise. Shocker. It um, started in March of 2019 and then was canceled after 10 episodes. The pilot had a total of 0.46 million viewers. Ooh. It had an average rating of 7.87. And that's all I have. Do you have a summary? I do have a summary. Tensions are high at Beacon Heights Academy. Oh, God. Okay. (laughs) Okay, just get it. Tensions are high at Beacon Heights University. 
Allison De Laurentiis, a pretty little liar, is hired as a teaching assistant by Mona, an A, and begins to notice strange things among a group of students. Blackmail, extortion, creepy relationships, impalement. What will it take for these students to crack? Remember, Big Brother is watching. <sighs> okay. What what would what do we watch? There was what do we so watch? confusing. <laughs> I we watched all of Pretty Little Liars and there was times where you would have had to have seen the show for some of it to make sense. Especially because they make Allison like the main character. And, and you have to know things about her because you have to know about her past you know because they talk about how one of the students knew about her past mm -hmm. and how they thought it might help the scenario and i think also knowing about mona's past because yes. she seems like she's crazy which we know from pretty Little liars that she kind of has like a dual personality right. thing um can we also talk about how at the end of pretty little liars spoiler alerts if you haven't seen the show and you're wanting to watch <laughs> Spoiler alerts, if you haven't seen the show and were for some reason planning to watch it now. At the end of the series, Mona moves to France and keeps two people in a box, like, underneath her house. But suddenly, a few years later, she is now in a missions uh, assistant at a university right. on the West Coast. And, like, I don't know, are these people dead? Like, are we supposed to assume they're dead? I don't or? know. Anyway, yes. I just there was so much going on there were so many characters it was just very confusing at times it felt really chaotic there wasn't really a plot no. we kept saying like what What's is the, the story they kept introducing these characters and some conflicts the characters had but i felt like they were trying to make the pilot similar to pretty little liars because they had the flashbacks they had someone dying in the pilot but I just don't feel like I got the information I would need to understand the motives of these characters. Mm -hmm. And also, it ends with, like, a a room with a bunch of cameras. Like, yeah, very 1984-esque, which is, you know, the Big Brother thing. But, yeah, it was very confusing. I didn't really understand what the point of all that was i'm sure if you watch the next nine episodes I it might come yes but it, i just and then the beginning felt really butchered the line i was laughing about yep. was guess two moms don't, don't always make a right that was my favorite line as well i love um, i wrote that down i think to me like mona was the best yeah i was either gonna say dylan or mona i don't i I was having a hard time picking a favorite yeah. character. I liked when Mona showed up at the house with the knife. Yeah, she's like, "I brought pie." That was a real Mona moment. Um, I wrote. I know this is a show that I could get wrapped into, but I can't do that to myself. I, so it's, it's not no. worth it. It's, it's not a no worth for it, me. No. And I liked. I did like the part where she was like tearing the wallpaper, and it was like they're watching. I right. thought that was interesting, but there was so much else well, wrong because that scene specifically reminded me of Pretty Little Liars. Yeah, it just. And not again. It's not worth no. it. And I, it, the, the, the way we talked about it, we said that it felt like the end of Pretty Little Liars transferred over and you can't start with crazy. Yeah. And I have too much respect now as an adult <laughs> right. that I didn't have when I was in college to put myself through that. To just put it away and say no. Yeah. Say no. Okay. So next show is going to be Secret Life of the American Teenager. Okay. This is another show that we have both watched. I unfortunately watched all of this show. Alyssa maybe saw like two um, seasons. If I, well, I saw 
parts of later seasons. I watched all of season one, sadly, and I saw parts of season two and maybe three. I mean, you told me how the show ends, so I'm aware of how it ends. Yeah. So, Secret Life of the American Teenager was on air from 2008 to 2013 and ran four or five seasons. Its premiere had 2.82 million viewers, which was the highest rated debut on the channel at that time. So, (laughs) surprisingly, it had mixed to negative reviews. Mm. Um, Metacritic, it had a score of 48%, and it was the highest rated in the 12 to 34 female demographic and also did really well in the 18 to 48 year old demographic the finale of season one had 4.5 million viewers oh my god which was almost 2 million more than the premiere and that's high for abc family shows and even interesting the second season premiere had 4.68 million viewers wow talk about Getting a a high amount of people to watch the it, show. It was a big show. It like, was. A big I knew show. a bunch of people who watched it, and I remember like people would talk about it at school. So I'm not surprised. I think why it had such a high audience is because it was a teenage pregnancy drama show. I mean, terribly done <laughs> in many many different fronts, but it was it was considered controversial when we were in middle school and high school when it was airing like that was a controversial show like mm-hmm. i knew people who were not allowed to watch it right we watched it when our mom was not home yeah and this is one of those shows that i alluded to that parents didn't like it because they thought it was kind of strained from the abc or the family aspect yes um but yeah that's interesting all right so now i have a summary amy is gasp pregnant her striped undershirts under tank top looks seduce the older, mysterious Ricky, a bad boy with dimples for days. Her friends have terrible ideas of how to deal with pregnancy, and Ben falls for any dame he looks at. Be confused as you watch a group of teenagers with more conflict and drama than an episode of Days of Our Lives. <laughs> okay, what I will say is the way that these characters handle the situation is how 14 <gasps> and 15 year olds would handle that situation. Yeah. I- and yeah, understandably, but it's just so ridiculous. The fashion sense is ridiculous. The use of girlfriend as the opening song. I love Avril Lavigne, but everything about it is so over the top. Can we talk about the fact that within two minutes of the show, you know that Amy is pregnant? Um, again, with the same as 10 Things I Hate About You, I think they overdid characterizations. The jock, the religious girl, the bad boy. The promiscuous girl. Right. Like, the emo sister. Like, they overdid these characterizations. The writing is very cringy. The writing is so uncomfortable. Well, okay. There was, like, two scenes that I thought were... There was a therapy scene that I thought yes. was actually written really well. That was my favorite scene. Yes. But besides that, there was a lot of dramatic cuts... There was also some, like, the gross dinner conversation, like, the parents, like, talking about stuff, and everyone's obsessed with football for some reason. Yeah, they're not even in the the South. South, I think it's California. And then Jack, the religious girl's boyfriend, is, like, super, like, turned on while trying to rally the football team, and... He gets, like, a boner, basically. Basically. (laughs) He's, like, way too horny to be in high school. Yeah, it just felt like they took all those stereotypes and just shoved them down your throat. 
there was so much going on in the first episode. Yeah. And also the way it ends. Like, it just, nothing about it made sense for a pilot. Yeah. Again, Ben is creepy. Oh, God, I he hate Ben. He basically wanted Grace. Yeah. When he couldn't get her, he moved on to the next person. Yep. Um, He's, like, obsessed with having sex as well. Yes. I have a hard time oh. believing that I watched this entire show. Yeah. It's it's not good. Especially the pilot. The pilot is not good. No. I mean, we can just move into favorites. Okay. Um, my favorite character, I think for the pilot alone, I would go with Alice. The mom? No, Ben's friend. Oh, Alice. The, yes. Because she basically calls the guys out on their shit. Yeah. She's a voice of reason. Uh, second character would be Adrian, just because she does yeah. whatever she wants. I picked um Adrian or Lauren, the one friend who actually has, like, you know, you should probably go to your doctor, right. you know, and, you know, to confirm the pregnancy and figure out what you're going to do with it. Um, and Adrian, because I don't necessarily like the way they portray her. I really hate the trope that girls who are, like, you know, like, the promiscuous girl Mm -hmm. trope. I think it, I hate that that's a thing that was, I mean, at the time was very common. Because she's clearly, like, she has standards. She, you know, like, has her values and doesn't let people dictate how she does things. Right. I don't know. There's some, sometimes, like, the confident women like that trope, it's then perceived like she's, like, slutty. And, yeah. And I know they continue to do that as the show goes on. They do. And so if we're being honest, like, as a total sh- uh, collective, like, whole entire show of me watching, I think Adrian's probably one of the better characters. Yeah. But that is something that kind of keeps going on. Yeah. From what I remembered, I know they just, like, the treatment of her character, yeah. I not a big fan um i'm with you my favorite scene was the therapy scene i thought that was where the writing was actually really well done yeah i thought it was interesting to portray this guy who got this teenager pregnant as this just this kid who had a really shitty home life and uses sex as a way to act out and deal with his problems and i you know that's a really realistic thing and i thought that was really interesting to explore that ideal and it brings some sympathy to him and makes him seem more like human right you know (laughs) this one's hard because i watched this entire show so obviously i would have watched this show based on the pilot though like if you if you pretend you hadn't seen this show if you had just seen this pilot as a 24 year old what do you think you would have done i will say there's a lot of conflict and i could see there's obviously going to be a lot of potential storylines however due to how bad the writing is i would probably say no i don't think i can stomach it at this point i said a firm nah fam Mm -hmm. i can't like no i even i didn't even watch the whole show i watched a season and even then it was not a show i really liked at that even when i was that age i wasn't really interested or invested in it so i certainly am not invested in it as an adult i mean if we're being honest i just really liked ricky <laughs> wait no that's the re- uh, did you like my my dimples for days comment? yeah i thought you would appreciate that he was like my crush so yeah. a fair part of the reason why i watched i was also like a high schooler so yeah. they were targeting me you were also they, you were we were in middle school i think i was in yeah. middle school when i started so they drew me in yeah let's move on this is the last show for this group is siren all right siren so siren premiered in 2018 
to 2020 and it ran for three seasons and it just got canceled within the past couple of months. So the pilot had 0.87 million viewers and it was actually really well received by critics. It had a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. And so it its viewing dropped, but it held roughly around half a million viewers throughout the remainder of the show. So I don't know what exactly caused it to be canceled. I don't know if it necessarily was just because the ratings didn't improve mm. or or what, but that's really about all the background I could find. So let me give you a summary. Okay. Okay. If you thought you were getting the Little Mermaid H2O or the 13th year levels of good-hearted merpeople fun, guess again. A mermaid gets hit on by a creepy man looking for young stowaways to have sex with and then kills him by throwing them out his windshield. Some deadliest catch fishermen wrangle in something they shouldn't have, and when the military takes her away, Rin, a mermaid, searches for one of her own by becoming human. This fish-out-of-water story takes some unexpected dives. My god. Um, like, okay. (laughs) This is- I don't even know. So, here's what I have to say about the pilot. I thought, as a pilot, it was actually pretty well done in terms of setting up the story and the characters, but this is just not something that I'm into. No, like... Honestly, it's not a bad pilot. I just, like, I'm not really into the concept. Yeah, I didn't... I didn't like it, for being honest. I just... Okay, There was so much... That just made me uncomfortable yeah. and like the acting at times was really cringy. Yeah. Um there was like a line where they're like they had a the mom said that he had a thing for wild girls. Oh yeah. I was like that's um, really okay. I mean the pedo man got what he deserved. Oh, he did get what <laughs> he, he got deserved. Thrown out the window. Um it felt honestly, it kind of felt almost like they were trying to replicate Kyle XY in a way. Right. But it didn't work because we didn't have a monologue for her. Whereas in Kyle XY, I think it worked because we got some internal monologue. With her, you had to just visually do it. And I don't think it was strong enough to hold that, you know? And you just watched her kill people. And eat rats. Yeah. Um, And there's like <laughs> way too many fishermen, so there's no eye candy. Like, those, none of the men there are my type at all. No. So. I couldn't get into, you know, just in terms of looking. And our mom walked (laughs) I wrote a note about it. Our mom came home from work when we were watching this the other night. And she came in right around the time she ate the rat. She was like, oh my god. And she said, is this... uh..." She said, is this Breaking Bad? Like, mom, this is not Breaking Bad. What are you talking about? But yeah, I really don't have much to say. Yeah, the one thing I thought was interesting is that I was interested in the way they kind of discussed the morality of, like, the people in the sense that they were violent, you know, killing people in water because it's instinctive mm-hmm. and humans, you know, killed them because of that. And that was at least interesting, but I just... It's just not the kind of show that I like, and the pilot wasn't strong enough for me to, like, get invested in. Like, I straight up hated this pilot. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't like it. That's fair. Um, 
My favorite scene was when the pedophile got thrown out the window. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was so uncomfortable. It was very Just intense. him talking, putting his and, her hand on his crotch and being like, I know this is what you came for. And especially because her mom was watching from the kitchen. Oh, it was just <laughs> like, it was just so uncomfortable. We're both in our mid-twenties, but I still cannot watch uncomfortable uh, scenes on TV with my parents in the yeah, room. Yeah. Um, so my favorite character was the girlfriend. I don't know what her name is, but the, the main character's girlfriend. The wild girl. Yes. Because she seems like she's got a good head on her shoulders. She cares about her dad, you know, going to cook him dinner just to, you know, be involved in his life and mm-hmm. trying to be present. And I just liked mm, all the scenes with her in it the yeah. most. I went with Ben, who was the main guy, mostly just because he was trying to do the right thing. He was trying to help out the girl. Um, but I sensed there could be a relationship there at some point, which I do not like. <laughs> so when I was looking up um, the background... So, <laughs> I'm just, we're not going to watch it. So, I was just trying to read some things about the characters to get names. Um, and Ben and um, Rin have a relationship. They're lovers. But then, she's also lovers with his girlfriend. Oh, okay. Yeah, in the third season, okay. they become lovers. Okay. And then, and so I was like, okay, that's an interesting twist I didn't see coming. But I mean... Yeah, I I can get behind that, but still didn't like the pilot. Yeah, I, I yeah. would not I, watch um, the show. I said no. I said it didn't seem necessarily bad, but it's just it's not something I'm interested in. Like yeah. I like some sci-fi shows, like for instance, like Motherhood Fort Salem. Right. That's sci-fi esque, but seems more entertaining. Yeah. Um. Okay. So we are gonna get into our rankings. We're gonna go from worst to first. Worst to first. Yeah. Do you want to start this time? I feel like sure. I always start. So, and the last place, I put Secret Life of the American Teenager because Fair. I just, so ridiculous. I can't. I went with Melissa and Joey. I couldn't, I, I hated everything about it. That's fair. So for 11, I put The Perfectionist because, my God, what a mess. 11, I went with Guilt, basically the same thing. It was so chaotic. 10, I went with guilt. It just, I couldn't, couldn't follow. 10, I went with Siren. I just mentioned I hated it, and I don't have anything more to say. 9, I went with Siren. Same thing. Yeah. Um, 9, I went with Secret Life of the American Teenager. I just think the writing is horrible. 8, I went with Melissa and Joey, because at least there was some comedic value of the shows that I necessarily didn't like as much. I did for eight the perfectionist. Um, just couldn't get behind it. It's good to know our bottom five is the same. Yeah. Uh, good taste. Yeah. So number seven, I put um, Motherhood Fort Salem. No, it's Motherland. <laughs> oh, God damn it. I thought I'd fix that. No. Did I not? It's Motherland. For number seven, I put Motherland Fort Salem because I could see myself getting into it, but I just wasn't as strong as some of the other ones that's fair um number seven i went with 10 things i hate about you i just i don't know i wasn't the biggest fan of that show um i just it was overdone so for number six i did 10 things i hate about you i thought some of the comedy was really well done and i could see some of the situational things being an issue but Mm -hmm. it was strong enough that i could see myself watching it six i went with kyle xy was maybe one of 
the more entertaining pilots, but it was just so weird, too, that I had a hard time ranking it higher. So, number five, I put the Fosters. I thought, um, as pilot, it was well done, Mm -hmm. and there was a lot of interesting concepts, but that style of show necessarily isn't something that I'm traditionally drawn to, so I liked it, but I don't necessarily know, like, that wouldn't be my go-to choice. Mm -hmm. Number five. Five, I went with Motherland Fort Salem. I think it's a show I could get into, for sure. Um, But just based off the pilot alone, it was not my favorite. It wasn't the most well done, I don't think. So number four, I put Kyle XY. I just thought it was so chaotic, but so entertaining. Mm -hmm. There's a way that some of these um, shows further down the list are chaotic, but... I just was having so much fun watching all the interactions and how the ridiculous things that were happening was very entertaining. Yeah. Number four, I did Fosters. It might be a little biased because I've seen most of the show, but I I think the character interactions are done really well, and I think there's a lot of concepts in it that make it more than just a typical, like, teen drama show. And we have the same top three. Yeah. So again, good to know we're on the same page. Mm Mm-hmm. Number three, I went with Lincoln Heights. I thought it was a really well done pilot. I was entertained and I was invested in the characters and the story. Yeah, three, I went with uh, Bunheads. I thought I love the humor of like the Gilmore Girls, how that dry humor is. And I just thought that the concept was really interesting and it kind of wasn't what I expected it to be. So number two, I put Pretty Little Liars. As just looking solely at the pilot, I think this was maybe the strongest pilot. And clearly, if it retained over 100, you know, 100% mm-hmm. of its audience, then, uh, you know, people thought the same. I think it just set up the story really well and very clearly explained what was happening. And you, you know, there were things that you didn't know, but you know, you're going to learn as you go along. So, yeah, number two, I did Pretty Little Liars as well. I just think that in terms of a captivating pilot, something that would draw someone back, to me it was the one that would do that the most. I just think that my number one had a little bit of a stronger story as a whole. So number one, I went with Bunheads. I thought the premise of the show was so unique and Mm -hmm. so different and what I was not expecting and I love Gilmore Girls, so I really appreciated, you know, the quick, dry humor and the wit, and I also dance, so I can appreciate the dance Mm -hmm. um, aspect of it, and if I was going to watch a show, this is the one I would watch Mm -hmm. first of these. See, mine is Lincoln Heights. That's the one I would watch. I just think that it was such a well-done 40-minute segment. Um, I loved the family interactions. I loved the seriousness of it mixed with some lighthearted moments. And I just thought it was one of those shows where I could see where it could go in the future. And it was something that I would want to watch. All right. Well, got through it. We did our first TV pilot series. Very interesting concept. And it will be interesting to do the second half because I think we've seen more shows in the second half than we yep. did in the first half, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, I think we have. Um, it's also, we're going to do different categories, you know, might do like medical shows at some point. Do like crime, crime yeah, shows. Do some older shows. Um, I just think it's a fun segment 
you know, it's it's interesting to watch all these pilot episodes and kind of some of these shows that I love to me have some of the worst pilots. Yeah. So it's interesting to judge would you really watch a show just based off the pilot, knowing that I've watched shows that's the pilot's not great. Right. Where for instance, like a show like Lost, which is highly regarded as one of the best pilots of all time solely just because of the amount of money they spent on it right um it's very interesting to see if a pilot can get your attention and keep your attention for you to keep watching in the sense of it maybe isn't the strongest but it could get you enough that it then improves from there Mm -hmm. on to then uh, draw you in that is uh that's it all right Well, we will see you next time. Uh, Have a good 2021. (laughs) Even though you're probably going to be listening to this in like February or March. Yeah. Hopefully it's going well for you. (laughs) Let's hope (laughs) for future us in 2021. um, I wouldn't be surprised if I was still disappointed with life. But let's hope there's some pleasant surprises. Yeah. All right. All right. See you later. Bye. We would like to thank Joseph McDade for our intro music. He provides free music available for all kinds of creative use. The song that we used is called Sunrise Expedition, and you can find it and his other music on his website, josephmcdade.com. If you would like to reach us, you can email us at r3podcasts at gmail.com. That's r, the number three, p-o-d-c-a-s-t-s at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Instagram by searching research rank repeat.